Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast tonight, live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter, apparently. So enjoy that for the Twitter fans out there. Um, we've both gone for the Nike classic look this evening, which is unplanned but nice. Um, Aston Villa nil, Leeds United 3. Disappointing, Matt. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I think I've just I've just heard heard some wheels rolling down the road that have fallen <laughs> off our title winning bandwagon. Um, yeah, I'm good to say that we started last week's episode going, oh my god, we're going to win the league. I think we're going to go down, Matt. That's how I feel tonight. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. It's disappointing. It's it's such a it's a strange game. I don't know whether it's because I'm not a, a massive football an- an- analyst. Analyst. <laughs> oh dear, great start. But for the first half, I was thinking, oh, you know what? There's a lot of hype about Leeds and they're talking them up, saying, uh, oh, great on the counter-attack, so fit, so this, so that. And I'm thinking, are they? Are they really? At half-time this is, I'm thinking, yeah, we're still in this, we're still okay, let's not, let's not um, go too crazy. And at full-time, I think, mm, yes, they were quite They were quite good, weren't they? <laughs> great on the counter-attack. It's, uh, it was really nice to see. As a not from a villa perspective, I don't know where I'm going with this. But what I'm saying is, even at the even right at the end, they're on, they're on the counter attack and there's like seven Leeds players in, in our box. It's like that's an, it's a nice way of playing, isn't it? It's just very, very disappointing from a, a villa perspective. Yeah, I mean, like you say, Leeds, Leeds are good on the break, but villa, villa were particularly bad for the defending. I think the, the first, first goal, um, yeah, you know, it's. <sighs> It, two great finishes as well out of three. We'll talk about Patrick again. Bamford. It, there's two great finishes out of the three as well, and we will talk about Patrick Bamford in more length in a little bit. But yeah, it's not great from Villa there, it's not. Yeah, I mean the first goal that was the breakthrough goal, goal was quite a scruffy goal to concede, I think, and I think it was was Ross Barkley and um, and Trezeguet, I think, who failed to pick the runners, and probably because Leeds did kind of catapult forward at such a rate that kind of um, half tracking back. From Trezeguet and, and Barkley might have been enough against most opponents to have, uh, <laughs> you know, denied them space on the edge of the box. But the damage was already done by the time that that, that they realised um, that their men had got the wrong side of them, and just had to be Bamford, didn't it? Um, I've had, had it on, I've had the commentary on and um, on WM, and just saying, kind of, if it had been a, a full Villa Park. <laughs> It'd have probably, you know, it'd have had so much stick, wouldn't it? I mean, we might as well talk about him anyway because he's the yeah. one who's he's got the hat trick. I think you you call him hat trick Bamford. I yeah, call him more doing that. Annoyingly proud of hat trick Bam- Bamford on Twitter. Um, yeah, it's it's weird, and I, I, there will be a couple of Leeds fans that scroll across this podcast at some point, whether it's tonight or on YouTube later or whatever. And I know they're going to give me stick for it in the comments, so go for it because I know what this looks like. It makes it look like a very bitter man that he's just scored a hat trick against us. But I cannot stand Patrick Bamford as a footballer, as a player, as a person. <laughs> I just really hate him. <laughs> 
Uh, no, that looks so bitter after what, what he's just done. But even before that, I just really dislike him. I don't dislike many players, but he's right up there. Yeah, but I think if you are dislike a player, then a player has just scored a hat-trick against your yeah, team. Yeah. Um, it just makes me look bitter, but I, I disliked him before tonight. Oh, mate, this is, this is our podcast. You're allowed to be bitter. Um, yeah, all right, fair. I think um, oh, the, <laughs> the third goal, I thought Villa made him look like Bergkamp. <laughs> Someone um, just said that in the comments. I don't know whether you can see the comments. So no, made him look like a prime Bergkamp. It was a good finish. The second one was a, a good finish as well. I, I've been moulding bits together from from Twitter clips. Um, <laughs> so it's been Mark Regan, Mark Regan, and um, there you go. That's the uh, one. Mark, Mark Regan and Gary Gary Thompson on 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 the radio. Plus whatever bits and pieces I could piece together <laughs> off social media. Uh, I'm not paying the fourteen ninety five. Um, no, Neither am I giving it to charity this week either. I'm, I'm spending it on Brewdog. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, the, the, the goals, the, the second and third goals were quality. I mean, I've, I've seen a theory that, um, you know, the one he collapsed as if he'd been shot in the in the penalty area and Ming's kind of dragged him up like, I don't know, oh, yeah. like a big fan of that. <laughs> by the scruff of the neck. The, the theory is that that riled him. Um, I'm not sure if Patrick Ramford. Patrick Ramford, Patrick Bamford, get rolled. Um, but yeah, the finishes, the finishes were great. He got too much time and space uh, for all three. If we, if we're being honest, but I don't, you know, the annoying thing, and this is really petty and really pathetic. Oh, I love um, a bit of that. Go on, hit me. But just avoiding defeat would have just put us top of the. T- and I know we're not, we weren't <laughs> going to win the league even prior to tonight's game. But just to put us top, you know, what a transformation. That It's still been a transformation, don't get me wrong. But what, what a nice nice feeling. Well, I'll tell you what's really frustrated me. I actually was digging out the kind of league table and trying to – trying to. I did some homework trying to find some stats wow. about the last time we, we went top of the league in um, October. I've got them still. October, <laughs> October 2001. Angel scored twice, yada, 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 but it doesn't matter now. We'll have to save that until – to recover from this and win the next four on the trot and then get top of the league again. I saw about um, no Villa side in history has ever won the first five games of a season. That that continues for another year. Maybe maybe next year we'll do it. Um, it's strange, isn't it? Because I said when we started this, just well, just before we were about to start, I was like, oh, I haven't even washed my hair. Don't really want to do this. Just can't, not in the mood for it one bit. I'm re- I feel really disappointed. And you don't, yeah, but come on, we've still won four out of five, which, yes, that is the, the main point, isn't it? It's uh, very much a Dean Smith thing not to get too high when we're winning four in a row and not to be too down in the dumps after being beat by Leeds. Somebody did say in the preview video that we did, somebody in the comments saying something like, um, it was a Leeds fan, but saying something like, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Leeds teaching Villa a bit of a lesson. And it was a little bit like that, to be honest, in the second half today. I don't know, but I don't, I don't think we're talking about kind of Real Madrid versus, you know, just no, under 12s. You know, I don't think, don't, I think just Villa were poor. I think Villa, you know, the interesting thing for me was it was the first time Villa had fallen behind and what was the response like to falling behind? Not very good, to be honest. Um, so that's that's the thing. It, it's easy for a team to kind of, when they're flooding with confidence, to, to, to go on and on and on. But, yeah. The two that the, the look too. Listen, I don't want to hark back to last season too much because I think they're a different beast from last season. But they look too brittle when when something went against them. Um, it, it's one of those, isn't it? I, I just just kind of write it off. You, you would you, you'd have taken what are we? Twelve points, twelve points from five games. 
Um, still second in the league, lead, second, second in the league, even. Um, it's been a cracking start. Second you know, in the league. Absolutely brilliant start. Yeah. So if it means that Patrick has his moment against <laughs> us and you, you hate him even more for, for a while, then, then so be. Have you got a, a hated footballer? Just a general question. Um, probably from a Villa point of view, it's probably Robbie Fowler back in the day, just because he used to score so many goals against us. Uh, a lot of them at the Holt end as well. And I used to kind of stand or, or sit down the front of the Holt end. So I've probably seen wheel, wheel away in delight um, most seasons. But I suppose it's it's the usual, isn't it? It's the kind of Robbie Savage and, you know, Paul Tate, the, you know, the ones that we were, um, <laughs> the ones that we that we raised and brought up to, to despise, really. Uh, yeah. Patrick Bamford, I don't know. He don't. He just annoys me. I don't know what it is about him. I, I, whole, oh god, it's just even thinking about it is winding me up. Especially when you see all the stuff about how oh, Grealish is this, Grealish is a diver. Patrick Bamford plays for Leeds, mate. What are you talking about? He's a joke for it. Well, I remember after the um, the old El Ghazi incident <sighs> back up there. I remember. I don't know. Six months, a year later. Um, Bamford coming out and saying he regretted it and, you know, he should should have known better and all that kind of thing. And I thought, oh, well, maybe he's a reformed character. <laughs> then you, you know, how much do you regret it? You don't regret it that much if you're still uh, putting those tricks. Uh, and especially when you've got that in your locker, the finishes that, you know, he stays on his feet. <laughs> he scores three goals. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I was asking <laughs> the first half. After the first half, I was just kind of, um, I was quite entertained. I was entertained by Ailing falling over. Um, that was quite amusing. Um, and what what did you make of this this Grealish first touch that's doing doing the rounds? Oh, the little flick. Yeah. Oh, sexy. Big yeah, fan of that. Some people are saying you know it was flamey, and other people are saying <laughs> well, he gave the ball away, didn't he? He gave the ball away. So it wasn't very good. I'd rather. I'd, I'd rather enjoy. I'd rather revel in the aesthetic beauty of it rather than worried about what happened next. I mean, if it if he maybe had kept onto the ball and we'd scored and we didn't lose three 0 maybe I'd have been thinking, yeah, let's go with that. But we lost, so at least we'll buy something from tonight. Um, we could talk about his run. Have you seen that? The run from about ten yards off his own penalty area all the way up. I've heard. I've heard it described. You've heard about it. <laughs> I've heard it described on the BBC. That's what I pay my license fee for. Um, <laughs> It was made of Diego Maradona, from what it was de- what it was described on um, yeah, fair on the radio. What was what was it any good? It was it, what it reminded me of is um, a goal he scored when he first broke onto the scene. I don't know whether it was with the Villa Academy or whether it was when he was at Notts County. And there was a goal he scored when he he runs from nowhere near as deep, somewhere in in the opposition half. But he keeps running and running and running past the goalkeeper, like right yeah. right deep into the penalty area. It was basically like that. He just kept going and going. You're thinking, oh, he could shoot from the edge of the area, and he keeps going. Another touch, two touches, three touches, four touches, and then then goes for the shot, trying to take it all the way around. But the run was from if this is the pitch, <laughs> the whole pitch. He was like, which way is it? He was like here, runs all the way. <laughs> And then all the way, all the way, and then falls at the yeah. final hurdle. Um, For the audio listeners, Dan has his hands <laughs> about 30 centimetres apart. I think, well, I think he scored his first, he might have been his first professional goal for Notts County. He scored, I think, similar like that. And then he runs to the stand and gives his dad a big hug. Wasn't one of his early Villa goals like that as well? Yes, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, that's kind of similar style. Trying to go as far as he can, take it to the nth, nth degree. 
Um, there's a lot of a lot of comments coming in talk, people talking about the players they hate which I quite like that's the topic of conversation tonight uh, instead there's a few Leeds fans in here watching which yeah fair play to them what, what do you think of Leeds I suppose we should talk about them and give them a, a bit of credit um, I remember saying before I think probably not on a podcast but that oh, no it was on a podcast actually the one you and me did about oh, the whole Bielsa thing um, why is Dean Smith not getting any credit which I still do believe that by the way um, but they are decent, aren't they? I don't want to say nice things about Leeds. <laughs> Do you, are you one of these people that hates Leeds? Because there's a bit of a thing, isn't there, that, you know, dirty Leeds and all that kind of thing from the, the olden days? Never prior to a couple of years ago, to be honest. Um, I just think it's, it's probably one of those kind of fake rivalries that has emerged from nowhere. I don't think there was much beef between the two clubs prior to uh, that Ellen Road nonsense a couple of seasons ago. Um no, I don't, I don't, I've not really got any strong feelings either way for Leeds. I'd just rather talk about Aston Villa, to be honest. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Sorry, right. if we're not catering to our part-time viewers there. But. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, so what what went wrong for Villa then? Is it Was it just a case of them being fitter and being very you know ruthless on the counter-attack? Is it as simple as that, or were we tactically not, not great tonight either? Well, I thought the first half was quite even. I thought Villa probably had the best chance with the the greenish one that was um, that was hacked off the line. Um, I just, I just think it was. I don't know whether it was a bit of fatigue from Ross Barkley because he's not quite been fit yeah, enough. Or he wasn't. Whether they time. weren't quite switched on. I think the first, you know, this is football cliche, but I think the first goal was going to be going to be really, really important. And I think Leeds obviously play with this all-action kind of swashbuckling fast-paced style and I think getting the goal when they did gave them the energy to continue playing like that I think yeah. if the game would have gone on even longer it might have been a bit hard for, for Leeds, to, Leeds to sustain it but they were they were buzzing weren't they after then uh, I don't know I, I don't think there'll be a massive amount of difference between where those two teams finish in the table over the course of the season if I'm being honest I mean I'm not sure it'll stay second and third which I think it is at the moment, I think I've probably got it down. Villa finishing fifteenth and Leeds finishing in sixteenth. I still yeah, think there'll be well. two or three places places between them. Um, but no, fair play to I like the fact, especially with all that's going on in the Premier League at the moment, whether it's Project Restart or European Super Leagues or, or whatever the talk is of the the escape plan for for the, for the so called big boys. I like the fact that there's a few kind of new faces, albeit. You know, half a dozen games into the season, a lot of a few few faces that are kind of upsetting, upsetting the the natural order at the moment. Yeah, yeah. If anything, it will probably mean that they all gather around their little kind of secret meetings to to get out of there even faster to protect their uh, protect their their millions and billions. But um, no, I like it. I like I like the fact that it's looking a bit different up there, well, especially with Aston Villa. I couldn't really care care about the others. <laughs> I just want to go back actually to what I just said about our fair play to Leeds. You know, a lot of Leeds fans watching respect to them. I've changed my mind because I'm reading the comments and they're weird. <laughs> just like berating us. It's just, what are you doing? <laughs> You've just won 3 0. Leave us alone. Uh, there doesn't seem to be many Villa fans watching. It's just people calling us names. <laughs> so get out of here. Um, That's fine. Thank you for joining us. Um, talk about Villa for a second though. Um, do you think that we didn't really have anything to change it? Is that a bit of a problem? That- didn't have anything to Anything to change? Anything to change? It off the bench. Traore comes on on sixty-five minutes, I think, and he doesn't really do not enough. And I'm not saying that you know, oh, let's blame him because the game was was gone or going. But do you, do you look at that and think, or, or or and are you concerned 
that we looked to the bench and we weren't able to change what Leeds were doing to us tonight? Potentially, but I just think it was a it was a collective off day, wasn't it? You know, if if you'd have had half a dozen of Villa's players play anything like they've been playing in recent weeks, you wouldn't have been looking to the bench. So I, t- I take your point that if if your first team are, are, are not at their their best, you need something off the bench. But we've said that all along, haven't we? You know, I think he did yeah. he change up the bench tonight. I think he put um, sure David on instead of El Ghazi on the bench tonight. Because, um, could he not come on and we'd go maybe two up front, having David having Davis play next to Watkins? Is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, Villa still created, didn't they? You know, Watkins had a chance towards the end. I just think think, yeah. think Leeds were just more clinical on the night, to be honest. I don't think there's a great deal beneath the surface, beneath that, that Villa starting eleven. If I'm honest, but um, I don't know. I just think it. I just think it was an off day. Do you think? Just, just so, could you almost write that off in a sense that, that you wouldn't be too concerned going forward from what you've seen tonight? That oh no, Villa actually might might be rubbish this season because surely you you then would be forgetting what we've seen in the first four games, wouldn't you? If you did that, yeah. And despite we probably whipping it up in previous podcasts, I didn't believe we were going to finish in the European, you know, in the in the Champions League places after the, the last couple of results. So, I think it's. I think I think over the course of the season they'll find a natural place, which I think will be about halfway down the table. So yeah. I wouldn't get too I wouldn't get too upset about there's tonight. A, there's a lot of comments coming through saying that if we bounce back against Southampton and beat them next game, that we'll pretty much very quickly forget about tonight. I think so. I think that's I think that's fair because what will that what will that be then? That's kind of fifteen points out of eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, still, still title winning form, isn't it? It's phenomenal form, isn't it? Really, I think it. Like, I think, I think the thing that makes it feel worse is because there is this kind of faux grudge between the two teams. Yeah, I, think. Oh, I don't know. Even it, oh, yeah, maybe it's that. There's a comment there from one Leeds fan that seems to make some bit of sense. He says the way that you guys feel about Bamford is how we feel about Grealish. We just hate him. <laughs> Which, yeah. Well, that's, that's what being a football fan's about, though, isn't it? You've got yeah. to have kind of irrational hatred for 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 your rivals. Um, I think it's almost a little bit to a much lesser extent because they're not local. But when you see Wolves doing well and Villa, Villa and Wolves having a bit, bit of bite back and forth, whereas if you take a step back, you look at it and go, "Well, it's good for the league, isn't it? You know, someone else coming in and upsetting it a little bit. Good for the area, all that kind of thing." For Villa and Leeds to finish mid-table-ish in the Premier League, that's a good thing, isn't it? Really, let's all let's all be nice. <laughs> Listen, I would rather, and this sounds real delusions of grandeur, but I'd rather have Aston Villa and Leeds United in the Premier League than yeah. Bolton and Reading. God, I'm going to upset, not only upsetting the Leeds fans, I'm going to upset the Bolton and Reading fans who, who, who are tuned in on their Friday night. <laughs> if, if they're watching, that is weird. At least we played Leeds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really hate when you do that when it's live, especially because if it wasn't live, we'd just edit it out. But when I say something, I expect you to reply. Um, we've done 20 minutes then. Is there anything else that we've forgotten about? Because when we've won, it's very easy to sit here and go, Christ, an hour's just flown by talking about that. Have we missed anything there? Because you know, it's 20 past 10 on a Friday night. Um, the only thing that I wanted to mention, which I found quite amusing, was apparently. Ash, who's been at the game tonight, says that um, Trezeguet changed his boots before the game. Did you see that? Um, I didn't see that, no. But he used um, Bielsa's call box to sit down and change his boots, which I thought was um, 
Why? I'll tell you what, seeing as there's Leeds fans watching, why does Bielsa do that? The sitting on the bucket thing, is there a story behind that? Because I just think it's, it's weird. <laughs> perspective, isn't it? Just so we can... I mean, have you, have you ever done the, the... You've done the stadium tour, haven't you? played at Villa Park as a fan. Uh, I've never played there, but I've I've been on the tour a couple of times, yeah. The dugouts are just a, a crap place to watch from, aren't they? Cause yeah, but is it, is it being any better being crouched down on the dugout than it is to be stood up? Well, the, the dugout's just a lower perspective still. I think I think he just he does it everywhere, doesn't he? So it's not just at Villa Park. No, yeah, yeah, I know that. I'm just saying it looks weird. I don't get it. I quite like it. Okay. I don't. I, I'm, I'm never a fan of, of managers sitting in. <laughs> it's so stupid sitting. I think it's one of the worst perspectives to watch a football match from. Um, directly pitch side. So I think if you can vary it up and actually get a view, a wider view of what's happening. So whether I'd bring my own kind of cool box with me, <laughs> you know, yeah, mini scotch eggs and all that kind of stuff, I'm not sure. So we've had a comment from Jesus Christ on YouTube, who's a Leeds fan, who says, bet these two blanks have never even been to Leeds. Have you been to Leeds, Matt? I've never been to Ellen Road, no. No, I've been to a student house party in Leeds, which was decent. Oh, nice. That's a long time ago. That's probably the last time Villa were top of the league in 2001. <laughs> did you have hair then as well? I did, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that was probably the night I left it. I left my hair in Leeds. Is that when you still slept with Aston Villa bed sheets as well in your Aston Villa bedroom? Can you see? Can you see me little uh, pillows over my shoulder? I tell you what, that's great for the Leeds fans that watch it because they probably do think that is your bedroom. It's my little bed sheet, yeah. <laughs> what, does, what does it matter with, whether we've been to Leeds? I haven't been to Leeds. I've got no intention of going there. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, people have given us a couple of suggestions of things to talk about before we go, so we might as well do that. Um, people are saying that the bucket is a perfect level for him to analyse, which sounds like absolute nonsense, but okay. Um, so a couple of people have asked to talk about the goal that wasn't, the, the goal on clearance from uh, Jack's attempt, which could have changed the game, couldn't it, I guess, if that went in, which is a cliche. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I think the first goal would have been, you know, has proved proved to be very important. Um, it didn't go in, did it? So <laughs> we lost the game. We lost the game three 0 It's Friday night. That's gonna sound. Do you feel like when you're losing the will to live? Because I do. I want to have some more flumps, some more punk IPA, and I want to go and watch some old episodes of Anna Partridge to, to, to cheer myself up. Basically. <laughs> Nice. Uh, one thing that's just come through that's reminded me was that I did find interesting actually from their end was taking off the guy who replaced Calvin Phillips after 20 minutes because he'd had a booking and then did another silly challenge right after. I thought that was pretty, yeah. you know, a nice kind of ruthless thing to go, look, he might get sent off. I'm making a decision 20 minutes in. I, I quite like that. No, I do. I like decisive management like that. And he'd have been going off that pitch in the first half one way or another. Yeah, uh, he was a walking red card, wasn't he? After that, you might as well, uh, might as well take it into your own, take it into your own hands. Um, I've had enough, mate. Is there anything? <laughs> no, someone's just asked how your fish and chips was, which I am genuinely more interested in that. To be honest, so how, how was that? It was all right. People went, watching. <laughs> yeah, I went to um, the one opposite the stag. Um, in can't for, for all the Leeds fans watching. Um, I can't remember um, what it's called. I just we just had not for me three pieces of cod, four bags of chips. Uh, forgot the mushy peas, so oh. I was in the doghouse. Um, but yeah, it was all right, mate. It was all right. Chippy Friday, now we didn't used to we didn't used to be a Chippy Friday family, but we've become it now because we can't, can't be asked by the time it gets to gets to Friday. Not that I cook anyway, but <laughs> Mister Kendrick can't be asked to cook. So I don't, I've got a nice little personal story that we've seen as we're sharing. Today was my first day of um, isolation ending. 
So I could leave the house today for the first time, which was nice. That was a nice bit of fresh air. What do you mean? Uh, I went for a run, actually. It was, very, it was terrible, by the way. Not going for a couple of weeks, I was dying. So, uh, yeah, that wasn't fun. But it probably feels what, it like, what it's like to chase uh, leads back on the counter-attack, to be honest. <clears throat> okay, then. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to Yeah, let's go. Let's get out of here. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, 600 people watching, 500 of those Leeds fans. Um, we appreciate it, though. All good for the numbers for the Facebook page. We, we, we're not complaining. Um, we'll be back next week. I think James Rushton is doing a, another episode of AFC Extra in the week. Um, I don't know what that'll be about, but it's every Wednesday or Tuesday, so he's got to do something. Be nice for him to do some work for a change. <laughs> we'll be back after the Southampton game, where hopefully it's a, a bounce back uh, win for Villa. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again soon, I guess. I've got the week off, Dan. Oh, I've got the week off. Yeah, I'm going to go down oh. the tip and do some wanging. I'm going to wang all the rubbish down the tip. Oh, God, I, hope that, I, hope, I hope the connection was okay there. Nobody misheard that. <laughs> we might, do, we might, we might not be doing one of these ever again. Uh, <laughs> right, thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll see you again soon. Lots of Leeds fans saying goodbye. Goodbye, Leeds fans. <laughs> we'll catch you again soon. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa. Up the villa.